I mean, that's the biggest battle that I think we're facing and fighting right now is social media and how to teach our kids that it's a great thing, but it's also extremely dangerous. Sit back, relax, and get ready to embrace the work hard, smile large vibe. Welcome to the Work Hard, Smile Large podcast. I'm your founder, Nicole Christofferson, and I have my beautiful friend, Angela Garcia, with me today from the Ugly Foundation. Thank you so much for taking the time to come and and share. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Tell them a little bit about the Ugly Foundation and what really brought us together. And I just had to reach out and get her in here because um, it spoke to my heart. So tell me where you started. And Thank you. Yeah, I'm so proud and passionate about the Ugly Foundation. Uh, we're an anti-bullying organization, and we wanted to take a word that you often think about bullies using um, when they're trying to be hurtful. You think of the word ugly, and we wanted to flip it around, give it a positive meaning, de-weaponize it. We changed the spelling. It's an acronym and it stands for Unique, Gifted, Loved Individual. So U-G-L-I. And basically, um, we're just trying to teach everyone, not just young people, but everyone that everyone is ugly and it's a good thing. You know, you, you, you call yourself ugly, you call someone else ugly now, and it means that you're giving them a compliment. And it's, you know, just it's responding to hate with love. And we all have challenges. Like mm-hmm. I think ugly goes into a lot of different things. There's ugly situations. It's not just physical, right. you know, it's emotional and it is across all age groups. And that's why we're cards smile large. I'm so passionate about bringing all different generations and demographics of community together because we can learn so much from each other and our challenges and our differences. Yeah, so much beautiful like things, so many beautiful things can come out of it. Absolutely. And that's one thing at the Ugly Foundation. We, you know, we incorporate everyone under our umbrella, we would say, because everyone faces bullying. It's not something that you just face one time in your life and that's it. You know, you might face it as a child and then face it again as an adult in the workplace. Of course, we focus on our youth because the statistics are showing that's where you know, the bullying is really hurting people. Depression is up. Anxiety is up. Suicide rate is up in kids. They're not performing well in school. All the statistics are showing that. But we also are here for for the adults um, who are facing, you know, hard situations in their lives. And then those adults who need help and need to understand what they can say to the the youth in their lives to help them if they're going through a bullying situation. Absolutely. Like that relatability of, mm-hmm. you know, that understanding that we go through challenges and we have differences that we face in our workplace or we're on technology and we're on social mm-hmm. media too. And we're constantly having to check ourselves and remind ourselves that we have our own life to live and watching somebody else's life isn't a competition And so like lowering that competitive nature of education and society and social media and, you know, vanity and things like that is so important to teach them at a young age because they should embrace their differences. But having them have that strength to like be able to do that is taught from us. Like we are role models. Don't you? I mean, it's just. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the biggest battle that I think we're facing and fighting right now is social media and how to teach our kids that it's. Uh, a great thing, but it's also extremely dangerous. And if it's not used the right way, it can be very, very hurtful, very detrimental. And I think that unfortunately today it's not being used the right way. And it's, I don't think people realize the effect that it's having 
on our young people. And it used to be that, you know, just talking about bullying specifically, you, you used to be able to get away from bullying. When you and I were kids, you know, you might, there might be a bully at school, but then you go home and you get a break from it. Or you could talk to your teacher and there was this community and this nurturing and love that took place in classrooms. And I don't think that's necessarily as present as it used to be several decades ago. I mean, people used to name call before. And you would go to your administration and they would help you work through it and stuff. And I feel like there's a lot of intimidation with that. And I don't know that that community structure and those emotions exist in every classroom anymore like we used to be able to rely on previously. And I just think that evolution has changed. They're so strongly focused on academics and not as much of the, you know, um, social emotional component that school yeah. provides children as they grow up. I also think that that teachers are also focused on they have to be politically correct because yep. in today's world of the cancel culture and if I say the wrong thing I might you know lose my job yep. and that's a lot of pressure to put on a teacher and you know just in my personal opinion I think we focus too much on that sometimes and if we just all loved each other and we were kind to each other and we just treated everyone with respect mm -hmm. and you know the treat them the way that we want to be treated, whether they're black, white, gay, lesbian, bi, trans, whatever, Short, then, tall, then, we wouldn't, you know? then we wouldn't even have to worry about being politically correct. And, and I, I also think people are getting too easily offended. Yeah. You know, you've got all these people are saying, oh, that word triggered me or whatever. I mean, I really what I'm hearing from some of the friends that are that fall into some of those categories that I just named, they're not the ones who are bothered. It's the people who who are like, oh, well, I'm I'm not in that category, but I'm going to take up for that person. And, yep. you know, I, I think that's wrong. But and and like I said, the if differentiating we were just voices all, that just yeah, have we to were create just that, all yeah. kind to each other and we just taught our children to be good citizens and do the right thing that we wouldn't even have to worry about that. And I, and, and also back to the social media, the kids can't get away from it now. No. This, the social media, the instant messaging. And I Snapchat, can play devil's advocate. Yeah, I see everywhere. the positive and I see the negative. I have a middle schooler and I see the positive of her on technology and going to school with such confidence because her and her friends get ready together in the morning. Whereas before she was so shy and so had so much anxiety going to school because she didn't know how she was going to fit in. And so I'm seeing the positive in that and I'm seeing them teach themselves skills on like skincare and good health. And, mm -hmm. and I see the positive, but then I also see that they're seeing what other friends are doing and, and some things that people are getting in trouble for at school, you know, um, and things that, you know, they're learning from peers or from older, you know, generations. And it's just, it's hard and it's a constant um, responsibility as a parent, as an adult to be monitoring it. Um, and I don't know where the where the right and the wrong is, you know, the good relationship um, with the children that you're responsible for, whether you're a guardian or you're their parent or you're their grandparent or their aunt or uncle or um, I mean, even my team members who know my children are friends with them on Snapchat and letting me know what's happening. And so it takes a community and everything. Oh, definitely. Like everyone has to work together. That's so interesting to hear you say that because I, I think you might be the first parent who I've ever heard say, I see the positive in my child using social media. And that's a good thing. And like I have it, to address the negative. Yeah. If I go on and I look at the search results and I see something that I'm not okay with, I have to sit down with my husband as a family unit and have that candid conversation with her face to face. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and that's just we're a family unit and she's not going to there's probably some things she'll get away with. But there's a lot that she knows we're monitoring and, and helping her understand because maybe she doesn't understand. Yeah. And you I feel like you hit the nail on the head is it has to be a team effort. And you have all these people who are keeping track of what your children are doing on social media and they're letting you know, hey, they posted this. Maybe they shouldn't have. 
but not everyone has that, no. you know, not every child has those people protecting them, looking out for them. And I think that's the problem. And, you know, kids, their brains aren't fully developed. And you're, you're talking about it. You see, oh, my friends went to this party. They told me that they weren't doing anything on Saturday night. But then I see on yep. Snapchat that they were all at this party. And now I feel you know, like I was left out and it, it just crushes kids. It and does. again, when we were kids, we didn't have that. We didn't and know what adults, our friends were you, doing As on adults, the you don't get invited to every social yeah. outing. And you know what I mean? You have to share those experiences and communicate about it um, and overcome it because mm -hmm. there's stuff that, you know, you'll be a part of that other people won't necessarily relate to or be a part of. And, and that's life. And I think mm -hmm. bringing things down and making it very relatable for children and not putting them in you know, a corner of like, you're just a child, you can't learn this. I mean, that's a lot about what my family did when we put our mantra out into the world. It was like, this is our mantra, but we've always, they've always watched us hustle as entrepreneurs and work seven day weeks and 12 hour days and have nannies and babysitters and aunts and uncles and grandparents that helped us. And every day when we came home, we were so happy to see them and share what hard work was going to do for us. And here we are a decade later, my oldest daughter's 11 years old. And I mean, this is ingrained in us. They don't leave my sight unless I say work hard and they say smile large. Whether I'm fighting and throwing their shoes out the door for them to get their shoes on and get up to the <laughs> bus or whatever. I mean, it's it's how we start our day and it's how we end our day because it's hard work, you know, finding your community. It's hard work finding your place in this world. It's hard work learning and growing up as as an individual and finding what who you are, you know, and what you want to do. But um, you have to smile along the way. Oh, you totally. know, you're not going to get anywhere making hard work, you know, torture for yourself. You got to, you know, embrace the positive every day or surround yourself with positive people. Yes. You know, yeah. I think a lot of it is giving them that platform or that community to surround themselves with positive people, too. Uh, I think that's great parenting. And that's what you're doing with, your, you know, the Ugly Foundation and um, your pledge mm -hmm. and your clubs. So I wanted to kind of talk about that a little bit, too, and how you're trying to put Ugly Foundation within communities um, and schools, because I think I want to know more about it. And I know my daughters would definitely like to um, be a part of it and bring Ugly Foundation into their schools. Yeah, we're super excited about everything we're working on. I have to say, in our family, we have a similar thing. Uh, we say, do your best and never quit. Um, and it's the same thing. I say that to, to our kids. I say, what's our motto? And they say back, do my, do my best and never quit. And just to hear, you know, their little voices say that and just for them to know that as long as they're trying their hardest and they're doing their best, they should be proud of themselves. And, and it's wonderful, I think, to be proud as a parent, but we're always instilling in our kids, you need to be proud of yourself. And so whenever I say to my daughter, to my son, hey, I'm proud of you, I always say, then I follow it up with, are you proud of yourself? Because if you're not proud of yourself and you're not smiling like you're talking about and you're not loving it, then what's the point, right? Um, so I love that. Our families are similar. We've, we've got that motto as well. And that, that was something that my dad and mom instilled in me as a kid. And they always said, you know, if you're not out there working hard and, and trying to make the world a better place and make yourself better, somebody else is and they're going to be better than you, you know, and obviously that sim from sports and academics and then also just doing good. Um, and then that all goes into the Ugly Foundation and why I wanted to start it. My two children are my why of why I wanted to start the foundation. Um, 
it was something that I, I was passionate about before having kids, you know, bullying, because I, I really have always felt like it's really a problem uh, in our society now, especially with social media and just the way that the world is going. People are it's just getting competitive nature angrier of and angrier. Yep. Yes. Yep. And then having two kids just wanting to um, change the world for them, change the path that we're traveling down and make the world as cheesy as it sounds a better place for mm -hmm. them. And, you know, if, it takes all of us. It, it takes all of us to do our part to make it better. Um, we have some great programs that, that the Ugly Foundation does. And one of them is our student ambassadors, where we actually have kids in schools who are our student ambassadors. Which I they, love. Thank you. They they have to listen to an ugly chat, which I, I give. I travel around and I speak at schools, speak at organizations, even speak at businesses with adults. Usually have a co-speaker. Um, typically, that's one of my dear friends and an Ugly Foundation board member, Quan Cosby. He was an All-American wide receiver at the University of Texas and just a cool guy. Um, and I, the kids always love listening to and him. And I talk. like the co-ed like co nature of that, yes. too, because yeah. it speaks to all the children, totally. all the students. We have right? different backgrounds. Um, I'm a woman. He's a man. He's black. I'm white. You know, we came from different. So it's really great, I think, for the kids to see us up there together as good friends. Yep. You know, we love each other. We've spent countless hours speaking to each other about our differences and wanting to understand those differences and we respect those differences and we don't agree on everything but that's okay we we still respect one another and uh, it is you're right it's really I think cool for the kids to see that those differences between us um, so they listen to a chat and then they they go online they take a little quiz to make sure they were paying attention um, they sign our pledge. We have a pledge that anyone in the world can go on our website, theuglyfoundation.org, and sign. And we'll have the link in the yeah. description here and if you anti want to go explore. Please, please do an anti-bullying pledge. Um, and, and we've had, you know, hundreds and hundreds of people sign that pledge. So we're super excited about that. And then they become an ugly student ambassador. We send them some ugly swag. They can wear it in their schools. And then the kids in their schools, their classmates, their friends, their peers, know that they are a safe person. If if that person is being bullied, they can go to the Ugly Student Ambassador and that person can help them find a trusted adult to intervene in the situation. Uh, so we love that program. Like I said, we have our Ugly Chats where we go around and we speak to uh, to students and adults in a lot of different places. And then we're super- And then are you doing this nationwide? Right now we're just in Texas. You're just in Texas, yeah, okay. But yes, obviously the goal is one day to, to be- you know, everywhere. Um, unfortunately, I can only be in one Understood. place. I know how you, you know how that goes. I mean, um, I try to be in two places at one time and it doesn't, it doesn't it happens, work but well, right? yeah, you know, <laughs> um, no, we I mean, we we get requests to go do ugly chats in a lot of different states, which is wonderful. So we're working up to being able to, you know, fulfill that. And I'm really excited about the growth of the foundation. Um, and we're in the fall launching a new program called Ugly Clubs. And we have the support uh, of a, an official partner of ours, which is the David's Legacy Foundation. That was started by the parents of a boy named David Molak. Um, David took his own life uh, a few years back from being bullied. Um, he was relentlessly bullied, and he ended up committing suicide. So his parents, out of something very tragic, created this foundation, um, which is something very beautiful. And they've worked hand in hand with the Texas state legislature to um, to pass a bill which was called David's Law. And that makes the cyberbullying of a minor in the state of Texas illegal. It's a class A misdemeanor. Um, recently, they've been working on David's Law 2.0. And there's many different pieces that go uh, into that. But one of them is that public schools in the state of Texas are going to be required to have an organization in their school that addresses bullying. Perfect. And 
the David's Legacy Foundation is directly supporting the Ugly Foundation. We're 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 partners, partnering, and our Ugly Clubs that we are launching in the fall. Yep. We have pilot schools that are going to help okay. us launch the program, and that will be that organization. Like these schools have so to. So your have ambassadors it, right? will be part of the club. Anybody at can the be school. part of the club. Beautiful. Yes. Obviously, there's a teacher that that runs the club. Um, they are the the uh, the the administrator of the club and. Um, we give each school a $2,000 grant to run the club and we basically give them all the materials. We give them the roadmap. So you have like a curriculum, like, do they meet a certain amount of times? Do they define what that's going to be? Is it a lunchtime thing? They have the freedom to decide. Yeah. It's, it's a, um, it's definitely a, you know, it's during the day club, um, an extracurricular club. They have the freedom to decide when that'll be. And we give them the materials, but then they can they can use as many as they want or they can do their own thing. But the whole idea is that it's an inclusive club. It's a place where people can feel safe to talk about everything. And they're aware you of meet, resources. Yes. You meet new friends. Um, we, we have uh, sample activities and events to do for every month, which are really cool. Again, that include everybody um, and and yeah, we're here to support the teachers who are running the club because that's, you know, you're asking even more of, of teachers who already have a really tough job and a really busy schedule. Yeah. So. Well, and you're just giving them the resources to be able to facilitate that for their students because they know the students the best on campus. I yes. mean, that's mm-hmm. their community. And some teachers, you know, are more involved in the students' lives than not. And some subjects lend to them being more in understanding of their personalities and things like that. But I think that's amazing because there is so much socializing and so much um, growth that takes place on campus, like at the breaks and the recess and things like lunch breaks and stuff. So I think that's amazing. Thanks. We're so ecstatic about that. Um, We think that's going to grow really quickly. The schools that have already signed on to be pilot schools are really, really excited about it. And yeah, we'll see. I mean, I don't want to say what school goes. my daughter's at, but you know, so hopefully it's one of them. Or uh, if not, I, we can work well, on we that work because on I know my um, work hard, smile large mm-hmm. ambassador daughter would love to um, yeah. get her friends involved with it because they've been. We would love that. Um, after she overcame some stuff last year when we first moved to Texas, um, she had different peer groups. So there's, you know, there's different cliques of kids throughout school, you know, and they've mm-hmm. got their different whatever labels for each other, right? right? Um, being the new student and coming from a really small school in California, public school, they always helped all the special needs children and worked with the teachers and everybody was friends with everybody. And so when she came to her um, newest classroom when we moved to Texas, the friend groups didn't understand her wanting to be friends with different groups. Mm -hmm. And so she was trying to meet more people at the school being a new person and it ended up backfiring on her. And she was being put, basically being isolated. Um, And it was just really interesting to see her overcome it because I want to, you know, fast forward to a year later, they're all friends with each other. They sit at different lunch tables together now and everything that she went through and our family went through to, you know, hold her head high and make sure school was a safe place and Mm -hmm. that she was in a healthy, happy learning environment brought her and her friends to a year later um, where they're all like cross mingling, oh, you know, that. and they're advocating for each other mm-hmm. to be friends with one another and stuff like that. It sounds like your daughter basically is the reason why, you know, all of these kids are friends with each other and advocating for each other, like you said. And, and they're using her personal experience and how she shared her emotions and how she didn't want to change who she was to help one another now, which is the like most amazing how part. How proud are you of that? I'm just so um I feel so fortunate that she overcame like the really hard spot that she was in because my husband and I, you're helpless at that point and you feel so responsible for it. But at the same point, like 
these are life skills that she had to hone in on because she's always had it inside of her. Mm -hmm. And every child has it inside of themselves to want to help other people and to love on others or to need that and be able to ask for somebody's help or, you know, sit with them at lunch and not be alone or something like that. So um, I'm super proud of her. And I think it's just the beginning because I think um, I think she loves getting to know people. And I think she's taught her friends to really open their minds to getting to know one another. And so it's just the beginning to me. Oh, I, I love mean, that she's so much. Yeah, she's uh, made an impact on her friends and she has all different kinds of friend groups and she's teaching her younger sister. And it's just a trickle down effect, mm -hmm. you know our friends in our community that she's around. She's an older mentor to them. And that's why I work hard, smile large. I'm just trying to bring as many different um, age groups and people from different schools. Everybody in our community goes to a different school and they can learn so much from each other. So our events um, that we do for work hard, smile large really just try to bring them together mm -hmm. um, because there's nothing. They're going to soccer one place. They're going to music another place. You know that everybody kind of goes different directions, but coming together for one purpose and really being proud of yourself and your hard work and smiling large and having us adults when we get together, having them be able to shadow us and hear what we're doing different and similar and supporting each other and our yeah. businesses and life and parenting. I mean, let's mm -hmm. go there. I mean, it trickles down to every part of our lives. So totally. it's been really fun. It's all about being inclusive, right? I mean, our, our two organizations have the exact same goal and yeah. that's that everyone feels included and that, you know, they're special and they're unique and gifted and yeah. loved an individual. And, and I, I love that because everything that you're doing is trying to make people feel um, that inclusivity. And, and that's what your daughter is passing on. And that's what we're trying to pass on to to our kids. And um, again, I just think if if more people would kind of have that belief, then the world would be a better place. But then, uh, like you said, you're not going to get invited to every party. You're, you're not, not going to get invited to every ladies no. lunch. You're not going to you know, it's it's just part of life. And that's OK. And it's bridging that gap of like, OK, so, you know, fortunately, I went all the way through, you know, my high school and then I went into my undergraduate my graduate degree and things like that and and I didn't learn how to collaborate and network with people until I was like older you know mm -hmm. like we we did work in group stuff and things like that in high school but now that you have the social media component and email and, and the instant communication with people and teaching the youth how to network with one another and collaborate with one another and not just find people that are like them or like the same things as them and to learn from one another outside of a school book or you know there's not even real school books anymore. It's yeah. computers. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I'm not to that but point like, yet. And I'm but... looking at it like we have meetings and we have masterminds. And I overcame and, and grew through my relocation to another state and expanding my business through getting to know people I didn't know mm -hmm. and putting myself out there. How powerful is it to teach them at age seven or age 10 to be able to do that and not think twice about it because it doesn't hurt? You know, what's the Absolutely. worst? You learn something about somebody and you cross paths later on and you say hi to some familiar face or you get to know each other and you're great friends. Like my first guest on Work Hard, Smile Large, like I just reached out to her because she was on my Instagram feed. I'm like, hey, from one entrepreneur to another, I'm new here. Let's meet for coffee. I love that. You know, and yeah. so I want that mindset and that um, guard to be let down for kids so they can collaborate with one another mm -hmm. but in many ways how do you think like how do you think that we teach kids that because it's so hard today I mean every kid is like you said there's not even textbooks anymore and I, I'm not to that point yet my kids are too little but you know everybody's glued to a screen and you know we we're losing that social interaction oh, just wait till I get to my education episodes I've got some fun I mean, guests ahead yeah. um I'm I'm a big proponent of teaching kids how to advocate for themselves mm -hmm. um and I've and that's you know, some kids are more shy. Some kids 
kids, you know, everybody's, everyone is different. Even hum- like adults are different in advocating for themselves. Totally. But I've learned through our transition and our relocation and the multiple school education environments we've had over the last few years. I'm just going to like, I don't want to say the big word, but you know, the world's changed. I have my kids advocate for themselves. Like my children had vision issues. Like they can't be on their their device as much. If their teacher doesn't give them the paper copy of it, they have to advocate to ask for their paper mm-hmm. copy and they have to know what their needs are and what makes that sets them up for success. And, and they have to be able to ask for that. Or I, I've really taught them advocacy Yeah, in the most positive way adv- advocacy can be used, right? Right. It's, you know, f- to better an environment or better an experience and, or to share what your needs are, you know, mm-hmm. in a very honest way. Yeah. And that, I mean, it's a direct transition to bullying because like you're talking about teaching your kids to believe in themselves and persevere and advocate for themselves. And that's the same way that, you know, that we're teaching our children, the same thing we're teaching them. And that's what I was taught. I mean, I'm a very strong individual and I can do all those things for myself, but not everyone is like that. But were you always that strong? Like I was super shy. No, because my, my dad might be the most in a, in a fantastic way might be the most confident person on this planet. Like whatever he does, he thinks he's going to be great at it. Mindset. And he that is his mindset. I've never met anyone else like him. In high school, he was state champion and, you know, everything. He was an All-American quarterback at the University of Texas. He played professional football. Then he decided that he was going to randomly switch gears and become an attorney. And then he was a crazy successful attorney. And then he ran for political office. And then he's been a rancher and he's written and published four books. Like, and he never stops he's working. He's an artist. It's anything, all hard yeah, work anything, and all of it too, I Yes. Bet. Anything he puts his mind to, he believes that he can do it and he can do it well, right? And that also is all the good that he does. He has the biggest heart. And my mom is the same. My mom is the smartest person I know. So, and I don't say that like jokingly, she's the smartest person I know, both attorneys. And, you know, she watches Jeopardy. She knows every single answer on Jeopardy. So I always had that instilled (laughs) in me. She's so smart. I always had that instilled in me, but not everyone has that. Not everyone has parents Mm -hmm. like that. So in the, in the bullying world, you're, you, are taught to advocate for, for others, but we call it being an upstander. So it's super important that kids know that if you see someone else getting bullied and they aren't that confident kid and they're not going to advocate for themselves, you need to be an upstander, not a bystander. You need to stand up for that person. You need to take their hand, even if that means metaphorically or physically, and say, I am here for you. Let's go find an adult, any trusted adult. It can be a teacher, a coach, an administrator, a parent, a neighbor. Let's find an adult. Let's go have them intervene in the situation. We'll talk to the school. Then the school's going to talk to the parents. People have to stand up for one another because if not, these kids just get lost. And then it's it's another tragic story that I I can't I cannot see these tragic stories anymore of, you know, the 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 13 year old baseball phenom that just took his life. And I mean, there's there's so many kids out there who are taking their lives and it's just awful yep. and it's all because we're not being kind to one another and they're alone. isolated yeah. yes and that's one of the things my closest friend said to me over a year ago when I said we're putting work hard smile large out into the world she's like well how are you going to reach everyone you know you've built this life you and your husband work and your kids are you know what I mean you're you're at a certain place in society that you've worked really hard to get to but how are you going to help the kids that are less fortunate, and I hate to use that word, or the kids that aren't in your community that want to be a part of Work Hard, Smile Large. And I was like, it stopped me in my tracks. And I was like, they're in our schools. They're all, they're in our communities all the time. Our kids go to school with mm-hmm. all people from all different neighborhoods and communities right. and backgrounds. And 
I said, it's, it's going to start where it starts and where it goes. It's going to be with the help of everybody in the Work Hard, Smile Large community and, yeah. you know, our supporters. And I'm not going to let that hold me back because there's differences in every classroom. Mm -hmm. There's differences in every social setting and every restaurant we go to and every Uber car we get into, you know what yes. I mean? And we learn something about the driver. So I feel like the message can be spread in so many different ways, mm -hmm. but upstanding and helping others is definitely something I'm going to start talking to, you know, not just my kids, but the kids I carpool with and, yeah. you know, their friends that they, you know, have struggles with. So, yeah. And, and one of the biggest questions that we get when we're out at schools is, well, what about the repercussions of being an upstander? Because, you know, there's the whole, you know, adage of don't be a tattletale, don't yeah. be a snitch, you know, all that. Well, mind your own business, mind your own business. Yes. There's also people need to remember that there's a difference between teasing somebody and bullying somebody. And if you cross that line into bullying, well, then you probably deserve to be told on and you deserve the the, um, you know, the actions that are coming against you and the punishment. And if, you know, again, a lot of people are always asking me, well, how can you tell? Like, when when does teasing become bullying? Well, if it's a group of your friends and you guys are, are having fun, because you can't tell kids not to tease each other. I mean, as adults, we tease each other. earlier, it's you can't take everything so seriously. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know? about, it's about, you know, having, you got to have fun and smile large and, <laughs> and, and have a good time in life. But if somebody starts to say no, or if they start to say, that's bothering me, that's hurting my feelings, please don't say that, that moment is when you stop. If somebody asks you, or if you think about it after you walk line. away from the situation, which has happened recently with within a, my daughter's peer group, they it weighed on them mm -hmm. and they made a pact that day in the car that I was dropping them off at school that they were going to go up and talk to her and apologize, apologize. because they didn't handle it right. Well, so, you know what I mean? That conscience mm -hmm. of knowing like the takeaway from a situation wasn't right and it needs to be corrected and going back to it is OK, too. Good for them. Some yeah. ownership in it. And I just think the more they talk about that and the more experiences they have that they're coming together and working through it together, the more it's going to be able to replicate itself in other Absolutely. situations, yeah. too. There's a lot of adults that could learn from that. I know. I, think. I know. Mm -hmm. I learned so much from them. Um, and that's why them being a part of our events and us coming together and doing it because they give so much more perspective to what the, I felt the purpose was, you know, and what their takeaway was from it. So totally. it's just good. We're all learning from each other at all times. Yes, definitely. With, with the ugly clubs that we're starting, one of the things that we're going to do is we're going to survey the kids and we're obviously going to survey the teachers as well, but, but we want to know from the kids, from the people who are actually experiencing it, who are in school yeah. and in the clubs and facing bullying, we want to hear, you know, what their feedback is and how we can it's be a better. true voice into it. Absolutely. And I mean, just on this topic, I plead to all the parents who are who are watching this, listening to this, to teach your kids just to be good people. Because I mean, I just literally received a text message yesterday of, um, you know, from from a friend saying that her boy, her son was at the park after school. He got ganged up on by three boys, threw rocks at him, hurt him physically, hurt him emotionally, broke his brand new bike. And that should never happen. And this if is not the first time I've heard of this no. this year. If we're so, teaching our kids to be yeah. good people, and and I know we all think my kid's never going to be the bully. Like my kid, that, that's not, no, but that that could happen. It could be your kid. And as hard as that is, you can always fix that and you yeah. can always make them better and do the right thing and make sure that they apologize and make sure that they they begin to turn it around and and you know be better and and it's on you as the parent yeah. to make sure that you are teaching your kid those morals absolutely 
And if it's in my situation and I kind of want to bring it full circle back to the education and stuff like that, you know, sometimes it's going to happen at schools. Sometimes it's going to happen in public at your park and there aren't going to be adults around or anything like that. But how it's handled by administration or how it's handled by parents is, you know, not consistent. And so really knowing and advocating for how it should be addressed and what the outcome needs to be instead of battling it or avoiding it. Because I feel like parents advocating with the administration, their responsibility and stuff and being able to help students um, and do the right thing with students and not be so neutralized on, you know, um, repercussions or approach, you know, is really important too. So I feel like between our community, it's the students, it's the parents, and a lot of it is the school community and the administration. And I always say when I talk to my um, children's friends or when we've had difficulties with people, it's a team, Yes, you know, mm -hmm. and that team stems. It's not a battle. It's not a competition. Like the kids need to know everybody's, you know, working together for the same outcome yeah. too. Mm -hmm. So oh. it's amazing that you're in schools. Thank you. And that you're making that effort um, and that you have that partnership to do it because it, it, the administration needs that support. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, the schools are a huge part of it. And and these laws that I'm, I was telling you about, uh, they are you know holding schools more accountable and they're holding the parents of the kids that bully more accountable, which is really important. One thing that we've kind of coined at the Ugly Foundation is the, the three A's, and that's um, acknowledgement, acceptance, and action. So if we all can acknowledge that bullying exists because I, I still believe that there are people out there who just are like, ah, eh, whatever, you know, it's just bullying, kids being kid, whatever. So no, it exists and it's, it it's gotten worse than ever. Number two is accepting that. Let's accept it. Like, yeah. let's get our heads around it. That's okay. Like, accept that maybe you're being bullied. Like, that's terrible. That's not a fun thing, but you can't control the bully. You can only control yourself. And then action, which is let's do something about it. And, and that's what we're trying to do. And, and one of the things that we have on our website that I encourage every parent to go on with their child and take a look at is we have action steps uh, on there that were developed with professional therapists. And whether you're being bullied in person or online, we have two different action steps, two different guides. You can go through these and it is all about helping you like internalize and process and, and have the tools yeah, to right. handle being bullied. So like one example is if you're being bullied in a situation, start like taking a breath and focusing on things around you that you enjoy. Like maybe there's music playing that you like, or there's a smell that you like. And, and again, I encourage you to go on the website, theuglyfoundation.org and check out those action steps. And I've had countless parents tell me that they've gone on there with their child who's being bullied. They've gone through the action steps. The kids have implemented them yep. at school or online and it has helped. Uh, and so we're we're super proud of, of those. And we Your have website's lots of beautiful, other and we'll have resources. some of it Thank here you. in the episode. We kind of did some video scroll throughs of the website, and I know you're continually adding to it, as mm -hmm. are we on ours, because there's so much more that can be done and and totally. resources that people could just find quickly. Yes, you know, we, we and can it's such an easy mm -hmm. website to navigate and learn from, and the resources um, that you put on there as well outside of the ugly foundation for them to go one mm -hmm. step farther for any actual resources they need to take action yes. quickly yeah. um, is super powerful too. Mm -hmm. So definitely make sure you go to their website, the ugly foundation and um, learn more and take the pledge and spread the word because it's really special. Um, so I know you have your foundation, you have your family, you mm -hmm. have your, you know, your husband's a professional athlete. So you're in a lot of different communities and around the world and stuff like that. But 
my big question and takeaway is because it's something that, you know, we have to know what we're working towards is what do you want your legacy to be? Yeah. And I think that um, is such an important thing. Honestly, for me, I just want my legacy to be that I raised, you know, I have two children that I raised two good human beings that are kind and strong and hard workers and, you know, treat everyone with respect. And I just want them to be proud of me. And I want my husband to be proud of me. And I want my parents to be proud of me. Um, and, and you know, if, if I leave this world a better place, then I will be happy. You know, I don't need I don't need any any sort of global recognition or anything like that. I mean, I I just think that, you know, if you make the people who are truly important in your life proud, then you've done enough. And You've impacted the future. Yes, totally. Yeah. And, you know, if, if my kids can can spread that love and kindness and, and, you know, just make other people's days better, I think that would make me so proud. I mean, it's so interesting. Nicole, I go a lot of places. I travel a lot with uh, with my husband and I can't tell you how many times I've been told you're so nice. Like I don't, the people that we come across aren't, aren't like you, like always, you know, some people are, you know, some people aren't, and you're just so kind and you take the time to stop and talk to me and introduce yourself. And I, I just am always like, I'm, I'm very grateful for that, but I'm also always in shock a little bit because like, why is everyone else not being so speaking to my heart? So like we know a lot of people, my husband and I have a huge sphere of influence from my upbringing, from education, from our careers. And that is why the podcast needed to start because it was like, there's a way for us to connect people that we know that are also kind people that are part of our life that we don't get to see all the time to share like what the world is going to do with us, not for us. Mm -hmm. Like you are in the world, smiling with people and hearing what an impact that makes. And you can keep doing it and you will keep doing it. But what if, you know, you're teaching your children how to do it? What if you can teach more of the kids at the Ugly Foundation to do that? And I just, it's so true. Like I feel very relatable to that because Mm -hmm. it's the same thing for my husband and I. And whether we hang out with those people all the time or see them every single year or cross paths with them every few years, Mm -hmm. it's it's so powerful because you just go, wow, what if everybody just you know, had the yeah. ability to just try and make others smile and, mm-hmm. or just think about it. It just seems so simple, right? Like, it, it like does. there's no catch, you know, it's, it's not just... simple. We've had our struggles and our challenges. Yeah. You've had challenges in your life, you know, and but, hard times. And yeah. So for, for me, when I say, yeah, I, I agree with that. And when I say simple, I just, I feel like no matter, you know, what kind of day you're having or what you're going through, uh, everyone, everyone has their problems. Right. And probably, nine times out of 10, somebody else is having a much worse day than you, you know? And um, it's so much easier to just be kind. And, um, you know, that that's why I think it's just simple. Like, it's not that hard to be nice to each other. It is hard to it's go It's sad online. when it's noticeable that somebody smiles at you in public. Yeah. And I, I mean, do notice that a lot when I'm traveling. And I do notice that a lot. Different. Yeah. I have noticed it dramatically in the last few years where you just go, wow, no one was smiling in there. Why? Man, when I'm driving. Or you say, have a great day. And they're like, Ugh. when I'm driving you know, around town, noticeable. I'm waving at everybody. Uh-huh. And you can see people are like, Did that person just wave yeah. at me. And I mean, I'm, I don't when know. When we I moved to Texas, I'm, we're like, is everybody doing the yeah. boat wave? Like yeah, we while we're walking. Wave. And that's just the thing. Like we all, you just wave. To, somebody doesn't wave in Texas when you're walking by or like on a jog. It's like, whoa, It's definitely more rare to not get a wave back in Texas than to get a wave. We love our 
car wave. Uh, that's me. Like I'll when be in other states. When I'm at work in California, I'm like waving at people all the time. I'm like, whoa, is that a? T- I don't know. <laughs> nope. I'm just gonna keep doing it. I'm gonna keep waving at everybody. <laughs> I love that. Maybe we can get the wave going in California. We should get the wave going everywhere. I call it the boat wave, but now it's gonna that. be the Texas wave. The Texas wave. The Texas wave. We're like the peace sign off the off the. Uh, steering wheel. <laughs> yes, I do give the old like the little the you know, little this finger thing off the steering wheel because yes. you can't not do it. Yeah, I will proudly uh, own that the the Texas wave. I love that. Okay. I think what, so the takeaway is work hard, smile large, and then your life motto is mm-hmm. do your best. Do your best, quit. and then it's wave. Whether it's with your hand or off the steering yeah. wheel, you got to start waving every day. It's a little <laughs> that that might make some. You never know. That might totally change. Guess what? It's There's not going to do. It's, it's not going to hurt anybody. Right. And it and takes that's a the best. lot less effort to be kind than it does to like go on your computer and write some horrible message to somebody that you don't know on social media or, you know, like, like that, that just, what a waste of time. I just always wonder like all these people who are trolling on the internet, like what, don't they have something better to do with their time? Couldn't they be doing something positive and just let it go? Yeah. Like some things just happen yes. and it wasn't great. We had the opportunity to have another great. Also, I think people people forget that um, people are allowed to make mistakes. Yep. Like in today's world where you're when when you've got someone who's um, well known. I mean, like you said, my husband, for example, he's a well-known athlete. Like these people are, are under scrutiny and under microscopes. If you're a politician, if you're an actor, mm-hmm. or a singer, or an athlete, whatever, a, 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 whoever you might be. Or maybe you're even you're a doctor creating life saving medicines or things. And if you say one wrong thing, you risk like we talked about earlier, completely being canceled, mm-hmm. which I I can't stand that whole the word. word and the cancel culture. But like people are allowed to make mistakes, yeah. right? And obviously, there's one thing if they're doing something maliciously, and but you know the difference. Yep. And all these people who are so quick to judge and hate, it seems like they believe they've never made a mistake, and I I know that's not true. And we all learn from our mistakes. Yes. I mean, I clearly say on my website, like we all learn and grow from our challenges. Yeah. Let's promise to embrace them. Let's promise to be kind to ourselves. Like, let's promise to, like, work harder at it. Try it again, you know? It's- I like to say give yourself some grace because, you know, you're allowed to make mistakes. And and like you said. You learn from them. You learn from them. It makes you better. makes you stronger. Yep, it does. Mm-hmm. It totally does. So um, I love that that's your legacy. And, and I haven't defined mine, but it definitely is the human word and calling my children human and looking at them like they are our future is a mindset and a perspective that guides me on every single goal that I set for work hard, smile large and for our family. You know, it just, it, I can't fail having them pass on, um, any portion of what I've learned or experienced and they need to start experiencing it now. Like our youth need to start experiencing who they are going to be and who they want to be and what impact and what choices they can make in their mindset today. They're going to set them up and have them, I could say, light years ahead, you know, of where we maybe were because Mm -hmm. we weren't talking about those things. They didn't have that exposure as young as they do. So I'm looking at the technology. If I take another small piece away from it and just say they're light years ahead and they might be able to do more in this world sooner. Yeah, I like that. I think, you know, looking at it positively and and making sure that, you know, you have a good grasp on it, your kids have a good grasp on it. Yeah, everything done responsibly. I think that that, that's super smart. I mean, I do. I have to say that I can't stand social media for for young people. Like I, I believe that if you can't like vote 
or maybe even you can't legally buy a drink. So if you're, you're, you're not 18 yet, you can't vote, you're not 21, you can't drink. Why should you be allowed to be on social media where it's just a, a big, you know, shark tank and they're going after everybody. The algorithms to just target yeah, you your mind positive and negative. Fully developed and you have all these predators. I mean, that's kind of the point that I've gotten to. And I, um, I've, I've completely deleted social media off of my devices and I have a wonderful person who helps me do all my social media for the foundation and personally and she does uh, my husband's social media and it's been just so you keep your mind clear yeah it's I been, mean how many days have you just I've, I mean I have you're not on it anymore but I mean there's just days and weeks that go by where I'm like I just don't even want yeah, to engage I'm you know you. no and it's been I don't know how long it's been I'd say it's been maybe a year since I deleted it off and and of course, people send me things um, on Instagram and you can click on it and it'll let you watch so long before it prompts you. You need to download the app if you want to keep uh, watching it. And I, I see those things. But and I collaborate with my uh, social media person of everything that, that goes up. So it's, you know, coming from my true voice. But but man, it's been that's like, how I have the so platform should time. be used, though. Yeah. It's, you know, it, the platform shouldn't be used as a tool for communication. It's mm -hmm. just it's a storyline. It's a way for me to share my story with my family and friends around the world. Totally. You know, and so it's a connection tool, but it's and not, yeah, and what it doesn't you and replace I, relationships. It shouldn't right. replace relationships. Totally. What you and I are putting out, you know, with the organizations is positive positivity and, and the things that, that we were taught and that, that, you know, we learned when we were raised that made us better. Yeah. We're trying to, to pass that. And I'm not on competing to with you. I like. I no. think if people like, if we need to work together. Absolutely. And especially being here in Texas locally, and that's where Work Hard Small Large truly went out into the world. Even though it was really founded in California, when I was working countless hours and trying to have my children understand what hard work was for and what I was working towards mm -hmm. and things like that. But um. No, you're right. Just we're collaborating. These platforms and, can be used yeah. to connect people too. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to pull that positive right back because um, I think it's there. There is good that can be done with it. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Yeah. And it's the easiest way to reach millions of people. Yeah. That's another, you know, upside to it yeah. is how else can you reach millions of people with, you know, your positive ideas and words and um, it can totally be used for good if yeah. we just use it for good. How are you, this is a kind of a question that just popped into my head. How are you spreading um, the message of the Ugly Foundation outside of Texas? Because you do travel quite a bit and you, I mean, are you wearing your swag in those places? Is it coming up in conversations? Um, like how... How is that? Because I know you have the ability to give it wings, is what yeah. I call it. Yeah, I love that. Um, no, great question. I do. I wear the hat. I wear the T-shirt. Um, my hubby rocks the hats, the T-shirts. Yeah. He, he even has played in a few tournaments uh, wearing the hat. And um, I get a lot of people who ask me about it. And actually, a lot of people who come up and they say, I love your foundation. I love what you're doing, even if I'm not wearing you know, the hat or something. And a lot of people who have heard about it. Um, which, which of course makes me, me feel great. I mean, my ultimate goal is for one day anywhere in the world, someone might see that logo, the ugly logo, which I'm very proud of. And we'll see it and think of, Ooh, that, that means kindness and positivity. And I'm going to go find somebody and, you know, give them a high five, a random stranger and tell them, Hey, have a great day. And, um, you know, just, just passing, like I said, our, our whole, our, our actual mission is, um, to, to stop bullying forever. That's our mission. And kind of our motto internally at the, the Ugly Foundation is responding to hate with messages of kindness and love. 
So it's, it's, it's much better to, if someone is being hateful to respond with kindness and love than to respond with hate because then you're just that, so that chain of hate night, never we left, stops. We left her choir performance and I was like, that girl's voice was so beautiful. And she's like, you should hear what, how she talks to everybody, mom. She calls us this, this, I mean, racist kind of little derogatory things. And I was like, I would have never thought that from her voice. She's like, I know. She's really not nice. I'm like, how do you respond to it? She's like, I don't. She's like, I don't even want to be around her. Like, she doesn't talk nice to people. And I'm like, oh, gosh. Like, how do we break through to that? Yeah. I mean, it literally just happened within the last 12 hours. Wow. And so I was, like, trying to give her tools. I'm like, what could you say? She's like, I don't know, Mom. I'm like, well, let's think about it. Because well, if we... she does say something to you again, we need to, like, find a way to have her know. Like, maybe she's really hurt inside. Yeah. And maybe people aren't saying nice stuff Listen, to her. What we what we find is when someone is being ugly in the not good way, they are hurting. When someone is being unkind, they are hurting. So actually one thing that we encourage people to say, and you can use it in person or in a hashtag, whatever, if someone is unkind to you, we, we say, thank you for being ugly. So it's obviously a play on words and, you know, a double meaning, like, thank you for being unkind. Like, I'm going to take that and it's just going to bounce off of me and, and I'm going to be okay with it. And I'm going to walk away and I'm going to continue to have a great day. If someone is unkind to you online, you can respond back. You know what? Thank you for being ugly, UGLI. I mean, what are they going to say to yeah, that? Exactly. There, there's, there's nothing you could Perfect. possibly say back because. Well, you can trust you that all of the middle schoolers in down. our community will. You'd yeah. be using that as a response. I, I, I've always loved that. Um, and, and I think that, like I said, what can someone possibly say back to that? You just thanked me for being unkind to you. But when I do little things like we nice just started and it's a little, it's opposite of that, but like people don't get recognized for their kindness either. It goes yeah. both ways. And so we started, I have these, you are awesome cards. So we always carry business cards around and you think they're kind of like archaic now, but it's, I keep them in a little business card case in my purse and whether somebody was an amazing server or did something excellent extra or was nice or wasn't smiling, was smiling by the end of my experience of being around them or something, I give them a you are awesome card and just welcome them into the community without them ever knowing about it. Um, and it brings tears to people's eyes a lot of the times. Oh, sure. Or if I leave a place and I go, God, that person was really nice or wow, that turned around. I'll get out of my car or wherever I'm at and go back in and give them a you are awesome card with the work card smile large, um, you know, information on it so they can join the community. So yeah. Yeah. And so my kids have them in their backpacks and we carry them around everywhere, but um, thank you for being ugly will be a new hashtag and a new um, communication tool that we we'll use it. with the kids. I love it. Nothing would make me prouder. Okay, good. Yeah. It's yeah. on. Not even awesome. a challenge. That's so easy. <laughs> um, is there anything else that we want to share about the Ugly Foundation or what you're going to do for the rest of this year? I think, you know, we've covered so much. Um, I just one really important thing that you said is we all have to work together. And um, the Ugly Foundation is just one organization that's addressing bullying. But we're here to help any other organization that has the same mission, um, has the same goal. And it's not a competition out there between organizations. And we we all have to work together to help you know, our young people and, and our adults and, you know, to, to help anyone who's going through a tough situation. Um, I'll also just mention, cause I'm super proud of it. Sergio and I have the Sergio and Angela Garcia foundation and, um, we help, we help kids with that as well. Um, we support some amazing organizations, um, with, with children's hospitals, both here and in Europe. And we, we, do a lot of different junior golf tournaments and we bring kids who otherwise wouldn't have the opportunity to play golf. Um, Let's play off on that golf. because I'm a big, big advocate, big supporter of the Bradley Rofer Foundation in Southern California. And my parents live in a golf community um, in California. And um, 
Josette and Aaron Rofer lost their son um, late last year, and they're going to be doing a lot of stuff with the Aaron Rofer Foundation, and they do a lot of stuff for um, terminally ill children and ill children and things like that. And so I would think we could definitely connect um, the Ugly Foundation and insert your yeah, foundation with Sergio. Foundation. Yep. Yeah, we just, I mean, Let's you talked that. about, definitely, you talked about Some legacy. Yeah, I just, post. it just goes hand in hand with, I mean, just wanting to, with both foundations, just wanting to leave this world a better place and helping as many people as we can because Sergio and I have, have worked really hard um, and we've we've been really blessed and um, worked for, for everything we have. But man, what is it all for if you don't give something back? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Or share your experience, you know, like, you know, the need is there. Let's connect the need in different locations. You know, like we connect the pins on a map of where we traveled. Let's, um, let's help a couple of foundations connect that may not have met each other. Yeah. That'd be Mm -hmm. awesome. And if you guys have anybody that's watching or listening has a foundation or a mission or a mantra or something that would, you guys would like to collaborate with us, connect with us on, please don't be afraid to. How can they reach you? Yes. I told you about our website, theuglyfoundation.org. You can reach us at info at theuglyfoundation.org. That's our email address. And um, you can also just message us through the website. And obviously, of course, all the different social media channels. And uh, yeah, we, we look forward to hearing from anyone and everyone, all the feedback and join us, take our pledge and support our mission. And we'll have all the links in the description for you to easily access as well for taking the pledge, for connecting with Angela, um, getting to the website for the Ugly Foundation. And I'm super just touched by our um, episode today. And um, it really brings me back to what really brought Work Hard Small Large to life in the world. So thank you so yes, much for joining me. I can't wait for my kids to listen. So everybody don't be afraid to let your kids listen because I think um, the message is clear. It happens in all different kinds of families and we can overcome it together as a community. So thank you for joining me again today for another episode of the Work Hard Small Large podcast. I am Nicole Christofferson, the founder and Um, I'd hope to have you back again um, after the ugly clubs, you know, are released and launched into the schools and hear how it's going as well. So please come back again and join me. Thank you. Thanks for everything you're doing. And thanks for having me. Absolutely. Remember to work hard, smile large. Welcome to the work hard, smile large podcast, where we explore the outcome of hard work and the power of positivity in our daily lives. In each episode, we'll delve into the benefits of positive mindsets, hear inspiring stories, and provide tips for cultivating smiles all around us, highlighting healthy habits and living a full life while giving focus to various lifestyles that shine bright in this world. Help spread work hard, smile large in your community by coming together, pouring into others, and inspiring the youth to become WHSL ambassadors too. Sit back, relax, and get ready to embrace the work hard, smile large vibe.